Suzuki. Welcome to another edition of Pod Jerky. I am your host, Tom, a.k.a. Director Awesome, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Amy, Mrs. Awesome. How's it going? Good, how are you? I am fantastic, and we are in different rooms right now just so that we get a better uh, view on the camera and that we're not squished on the same screen. Uh, today's episode... I'm starting are- to take it personal that you, like, shun me back to my office. No, you know what it is? It's now that I have, like, my green screen and the... The, uh, the photo behind me now, uh, if I put two people in the same uh, video, then I lose like the logo portion of it over here or wherever it is. And then uh, you can't I'll see just it. wear green and then and you disappear. Show up on me. Well, there you go. We could do that. Be too. Like I'm wearing a pod jerky shirt. Yeah, we can do that, too. Um, yeah. So today's episode, we're going to do uh, actual, we're going to do a two-parter. This is going to be part one. We're going to do a little bit of a review on some of the shows that we've seen on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and HBO uh, Crave uh, channels there. So uh, we're going to talk about two shows in particular for this episode, and they're both Nicole Kidman shows uh, that we watched. And the first one that we were going to do a little bit of a review on is The Undoing. Um, this one was, uh, Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. It's based on the novel that is called, uh, you should have known. So Nicole Kidman plays Grace Frazier and she's a couples therapist and Hugh Grant is a pediatric oncologist and they have one son and it seems that they've come from money. So that's basically how they start off this show. Um, what did you think about how the whole show started and came together? So I wasn't sure it was a recommend from friends of ours to watch it. Um, and we weren't really sure sort of what it was going to entail. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of wondering what the chemistry between Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman was going to be like, um, just because they seem like they come from very different genres of movies. I feel um, I ended up really liking it. I thought, uh, I thought it came together really well. So it was it was really a short series. It was six episodes. I think that I felt that it could have been just made into a TV movie. Um, I know the star power about all of you know all of the miniseries. So some of these series, yeah, they drag on a little bit too much. Uh, There's some episodes there that you don't really have to have in there. Character building. Yes, it's for character building. But did we need to know all the stuff? I don't think so. Um, the six episodes, the yeah, but the six episodes felt a little long to me. It felt a little drawn out. It felt a little slow That's because the there was no like car chases and guns and eh, no, it doesn't have to be that for me. Uh, but I, I think it was just really, it, it was slow. And then we're going to get into that in the next uh, series that we talk about as well. Uh, nine perfect strangers with Nicole Kidman. Um, about a, a series being really, really slow and uh, not, you know, to my point. You and I have very different outlooks on both of these shows. 
Yeah. So, you know, this series was an actual, it's an older series that we watched. I don't even know how long ago. This has six, seven months ago, maybe. Some point during COVID. Yeah. Some point during during this lockdown moment. Yeah. So I had forgotten a lot about uh, what had happened because we have watched so much of uh, other things, I guess, that were on uh, on television, started some new series and watched a few other series that were, you know, just floating around out there. So uh, I forgot what had happened in this episode, so I had to go back and do some reading and and see what what the whole series was about again, and then just to refresh my memory. And uh, while reading it, I remembered, you know, the the story went that Elena Alves was the the character that met Nicole Kidman at the um, I guess the school. It was a committee meeting, and they had met at the school, and then um, she became not infatuated with Nicole Kidman, but she became very interested in Nicole Kidman's character, which is actually her name is Grace Frazier in the series. And uh, it was very it looked to see like it was uncomfortable for Nicole Kidman, but she just tried to play it off as the nice person and uh, go along with it. Uh, what did you think about how that came up uh, to be? Well, I mean, the one thing I will say about this series is it dropped pieces of the storyline kind of all throughout it it wasn't necessarily kind of in chronological order so it did a ton of flashbacks so I think you could tell the uncomfortableness from it and then as the series goes on you kind of learn why there's that uncomfortable kind of relationship there um and you start to kind of really understand why this woman who I think her son has a scholarship to the school if I remember correctly, um, they offer scholarships to underprivileged kids um, who are, I think, gifted. And so they bring them in. Um, and then, and so she was a, a woman of less means um, that had come into this PTA meeting in the middle of like Richie Rich neighborhood, New York City. Um, so at first you kind of think that's why the relationship's a little funny um, because of this sort of you know, rich versus poor kind of neighborhood thing. And then as the story goes on, you kind of learn why. Right. And then it was either episode one at the end of episode one or episode two that we find out that we see Elena's dead body in her salon that she works in. Um, This just basically starts to unravel uh, what we think is a good marriage and and a good relationship between Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant's character. Um, this is just something that just totally, uh, I, I don't even know what the words are totally like it unravels it unravels the whole relationship. And then we find out through the rest of the episodes, uh, what happens and why it happened and uh, where it goes from there. We go throughout the series. I mean, the, the, you know, they introduced Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland is the father of Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. And there's all of these different, Such a great uh, actor. he is, uh, there's all these different ideas of, uh, basically who done it and it's it's a who done it series basically uh nothing that hasn't been done before uh but it was uh, kind of had some twists and turns in it and uh, it goes on to uh blame uh like make it look like okay Donald Sutherland's character did it and then you know the FBI gets involved and then Nicole Kidman believes that she might have done something um maybe had an out of body experience and then just, and thinks hey you know what maybe it was me maybe I did do something uh, then it goes on to, you know what, maybe it was the son who did it. And it was a jealousy thing and wanted Elena out of the picture. And then, you know, we come to the conclusion of who it was, which we'll get into in a little bit. 
how do you think uh, that it went through the entire storyline of showing different characters of maybe who did it and and why? It, uh, it frankly, I think they did a good job at casting doubt. Um, so I think it was well written and well acted as far as um, dropping these little hints of the sort of who done it, um, and it sort of made you question whether or not you actually thought these characters were capable. Um, and it just, you start to see this intricacy of all of their relationships starting to kind of intertwine and you can't really figure out why. And so each episode kind of just gives you a new sort of insight into how all of these people, you know, six degrees of separation and sort of how everybody starts to come together. Um, I was shocked, but not shocked at on the, when they did the reveal of who, who did it. Um, it made a lot of sense, but they had done also a really good job at sort of casting doubt throughout throughout the whole sort of six episodes on on who could have actually done it. Yeah, and for those that read the book, I have not read the book uh, before the series. I'm not a big uh, reader on uh, novels or you know any of these crime drama kind of things or anything like that. But for those who wrote read the book, the title is "You Should Have Known." And apparently online, a lot of the reveal was a dead giveaway. Uh, everyone knew uh, where it was going just because uh, just of the title of the book of You Should Have Known. Now, we, we look at Nicole Kidman's character and, and attention now that there is going to be uh, some spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the series, uh, you might want to skip past this, this part. Um, Hugh Grant actually ends up being the killer of Elena and they were involved in a relationship and had an affair. Now, Elena's son was actually a patient of Hugh Grant's character, and he's a pediatric oncologist, and he ends up having an affair with Elena. And then uh, they get into an argument, and he ends up killing her, um, and he actually has another child with her. Um, so he has a daughter with her, apparently. Uh, I don't remember that part of it, but he ends up having a daughter with her. Yeah. Um, well, so her, her husband is the one looking after, like her actual husband is the one that's actually been looking after the baby. Yeah. So I, I, I totally forgot about that part uh, of the show. Um, but yeah, so we find out that Hugh Grant did it and why he did it. And then it goes into more of, um, you know, trying to blame the son and the hammer that was used to kill. Uh, the um, Elena there ends up being in the son's violin case. And I believe he had uh, hit it in the violin case, um, but the son had known about it and the son ran it through the dishwasher a couple of times to try and get DNA off of it uh, to make sure that nobody would be able to see who did it if they did find the hammer. And then, uh, you know, he, he was just trying to keep his family together. I think that's all the son wanted. Uh, he didn't want to see his father go to jail or be in trouble for anything. Uh, so he was trying to protect his father. Um, then Nicole Kidman actually finds out that it is him and then goes to lengths to protect her son and then uh, make sure that he ends up in jail, uh, Hugh Grant. Well, he even like kidnaps his own son at the end of it, right? Like during that whole, the whole ending of it is, is he takes his son um, and he's trying to convince the son, even in the car, um, about what happened and, but it was, a, it was a good, it was a good ending. Um, even though you kind of get the, you should have known type character build there, but I just, uh, 
Yeah, it kept your attention throughout all the episodes where they would drop a little nugget in one episode, but not really follow up on it till other episodes later. So it kind of kept you, it kept you thinking the whole entire, the whole entire series. It wasn't the most fast moving storyline that I will say, um, but they had, it made you think about it. Yeah, I agree at that point. It's not, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow moving series. But like I said, I think that they could have turned that into like an hour and a half movie uh, probably would have come off better than six hours worth of television that, you know, but it was COVID it, and we had to fill time. Yes, we did. But I, I mean, these series uh, usually have at least one episode where it's like, OK, you could have left that out. Uh, that's just me. That's my opinion. Um, but you could have left some of the stuff out and had the series be just as effective as if you had that episode in. So. Uh, for me, it wasn't the best series. I mean, it was it was something to pass time for me. Um, it was it was an OK series for me. It wasn't something that I'll go back and watch again, probably. Uh, I think this was a limited series. I don't think that that's going to continue anywhere past this anyway. Yeah, so correct. it's not uh, it's not on and my list to watch. On HBO. That was an HBO series. Yes. HBO or Crave, whatever it is there. Um, so yeah, that wasn't for me. I mean, I'd give it probably a three out of five rating for that. What about you? Uh, I don't know that I'd go that low. I really enjoyed it. I'd probably go four. You give it a four? Did you say you would give yeah. it a four? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so you recommend it. I'm on the fence about it. Are we have a delay. There was a little bit of a delay there, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, you are giving it a four. I gave it a three. Uh, so you're recommending for people to watch it. I am on the fence about it. You can either not watch it or watch it. Uh, it didn't come from me. Uh, I'm not recommending it nor not recommending it. You'll see a theme throughout this, I think. So, for, well, throughout this episode, at least in the next episode, uh, probably the same theme, but uh, that's just the review I have on shows. There are certain things that uh, watching some of these shows that could be left out, but you know what? I'm not a writer. Uh, I am not an actor, so uh, we just go along with it. We watch it, and then we have our own opinions on it, right? You just have high expectations. I do. So the next one that we're going to do is Nine Perfect Strangers. And we just finished watching this one, and this is another HBO. Uh, no, this no, was an Amazon, Amazon Prime. This is an Amazon Prime series yeah. uh, with Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy and a couple other actors uh, that you would probably recognize. Uh, one of the guys there played uh, the father to, or sorry, the stepfather to Cassie in Ant-Man. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there were a couple of actors on there that you could uh, recognize. And I, di I didn't know how I felt about going into the series, watching the preview of it. Uh, this is about a wellness spa retreat uh, for people that I guess are having uh, issues in their lives. Um, it's not an Therapy. advertised, it, it's not an advertised spa, right? It's not an advertised no. wellness spa. Um, people uh, here by I referral. Yeah. So they, they hear by an invite, about, I think. Yeah. So they start off with some of the characters meeting each other on the way to the retreat. Um, and then they end up with, uh, a scene where they're just like parking their cars in the like kind of garage area of, uh, the, the spa. Uh, we don't know. I think that uh, Nicole Kidman is the guru, I guess, of the of the spa there yet, um, as the characters are just being introduced. Uh, what did you think about the beginning of the show and, and if we were going to get into it or not? So I had a feeling that I was going to like it because 
one, I just enjoyed most of the characters that were in it, like most of the actors that were in it. Um, and like, you could just, I don't know, you could just tell by some of the previews that it was going to be one of these ones that had a couple of weird kind of twists and turns. It definitely was different than the preview let on, um, that I will say. Um, but it was evident that you needed to have a, a ton of cash to be able to afford this place. Um, and then they sort of, there's one family they introduce um, that kind of got like a discounted rate. And you're kind of thinking to yourself, like only the rich of the rich can afford this place. I wonder why this family got chosen and why they were given such a hefty discount to come to this sort of wellness retreat. Um, essentially, it's like crazy group therapy. Um, and then you, you slowly learn kind of why each of these characters has kind of been brought there. Yeah, well, reading some of the reviews online, uh, the the show is based on what wellness spas are supposed to be like. Uh, it's kind of a a play on uh, how a wellness spa runs. I've never heard of that. Maybe I'm naive to that. Um, I've uh, not really been to a wellness spa. I think we've been to like you know just for our own massage, like a day or, spa, yeah, whatever that is. But a, a wellness spa. I've never been to so some of the things that happen there i'm not sure if they really happen uh at at, at spas but you know what slightly illegal it, it does but you never know that it might be happening because you know if it's you know what we're talking about here is is during the entire entire thing that they start to drug these people they start to put uh different drugs in their coffee or in their uh um, their their shake or whatever their their juice their cleansing juice or whatever it is and uh, these people start to see different things and they start to think differently. And it's just a minimal amount. So you never know, or is that happening at another spa? I don't think it would be happening there. I mean, it, that that could end up in a lot of uh, trouble for uh, a wellness spa. But uh, reading some of the reviews online is that's what it's saying, is that that does happen at some of these places. Um, whether it's, you know, with permission or not, I don't know. I don't know enough about these wellness spas. So um, well, I think yeah. they they make them sign these consent forms, but like most of us probably don't read it in a ton of detail. Um, and they, you know, it's those waivers you sign when anywhere you get anywhere and they, everybody signed it when they got there without reading it. It was very evident. And apparently it was all covered in there that, that this stuff would be happening. Um, you know, like they're taking blood and some of them are freaking out about it. And like, why do you need this information from us? But, you know, and they very casually just claim that it's about making sure that they, you know, build the right wellness program for them. And it turns out it's all because they're trying to figure out essentially yeah. how, how much and what drugs they can give them. Yeah. So I, we made it through the first two episodes and I was just like, I, I don't know what the hell we're watching here. Uh, this is really boring. I don't understand why we're just watching about these people at a spa. It makes no sense to me. Uh, I don't get it. And uh, you said, you know what, I'll continue the series without you. And I was like, no, nah, I've already sat through two hours. There's only another uh, four episodes left. I think I don't know if it was six or eight episodes. I can't remember now. Um, but I said, you know what, we'll just uh, I'll just uh, enjoyed it. I'll just power through it and and, and watch it to the end and uh, see what happens. But as the show goes on, uh, we start to hear everybody's backstory. Um, we start to hear like Melissa McCarthy was a writer. Hey, and, hey it's char character building. 
yes, I understand character building, but uh, <laughs> we, we start to see, you know, all the stories from, from their past and uh, Melissa McCarthy's character actually uh, is a writer and she ends up uh, uh, there because she's, I, I, she was depressed. Catfished. And, yeah. And she got catfished online uh, with a, um, a, a male suitor. I don't suitor. know if that's the right term, but. I think I, I uh, yeah, we're getting old, right? So we uh, we don't know the the terminology anymore. But uh, yeah, so she was uh, duped out of a lot of money online by uh, doing some online dating, um, and then we meet a couple of the other characters. One of the characters uh, won the lottery, so he quit his job, and I guess he was in some kind of depression because you know it was more of Lost a his sense you of know, purpose. right. He had no purpose anymore. Uh, he was actually against going to this wellness spot at the beginning of the episode. And by the end of it, we'll let you know what happens by the end of it. Um, but him and his wife end up going there. And then we meet another uh, character who turns out to be a professional football player who is an alcoholic. He was injured, uh, became an alcoholic. Uh, so he Get had a lot of problems. Oxy. Yeah. And so he had a, a lot of problems in his life as well. And then we meet the family, of course, of... Um, uh, the husband, the wife, and the daughter end up coming to this uh, retreat, and then we see why that they are, they are there as well. And then we have the one last character that was there. Um, I don't remember her name. Uh, I I, uh, I didn't write yeah. down any of the names on the uh, the show here, but uh, she's a character who's a very very quiet quiet person. And uh, seems to have like a happy, like happy life, right? Hopeful, like one of these wholesome mom type things. Yes, our character kind of comes across. Yeah. So we we get into the story and we see that uh, Nicole Kidman is the the head of this wellness spa. Um, she is uh, I I don't even know what you call them guru or uh, um, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. Therapist. Yeah, or... therapist. Whatever. So she comes out to the group and uh, she they 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 actually talk with her uh, one at a time. So they were you know they were asking each other, oh you already saw her and you know nobody actually got to see her yet. So she has interactions with everybody um, in the opening or the second episode. Again, once again, I can't remember that that far back. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago that we watched this and um, people so start to enjoy it. It, it is. Yeah. So these, these people uh, get a chance to speak with her and um, we just move on from there, you know? So every episode uh, goes into her speaking to different, different uh, people during the show and from there, we learn everything about everybody's past. Um, we learn that the uh, husband and wife and daughter are there because the son had committed suicide and they just can't let go of that. And it's just, you know, it's something that is weighing on their minds and they, they just can't let it go. And uh, it's causing a whole bunch of problems between the family. There's friction, there's blame. Um, so they go there to see if they can resolve that problem. Uh, I think that was an interesting part of the storyline um, that I didn't mind so much. Uh, and then we have um, Melissa McCarthy. Well, relatable, again. I think for right. a lot of people, right? Like it, there's turmoil amongst a family. So You're right. not necessarily the situation that they were in, but just turmoil amongst family, I think was probably right. the most relatable storyline. You know, and, and I think the secondary characters are like more like Melissa McCarthy and uh, the the guy from uh, Ant Man, who I, I just I can't remember his name. Um, I think those guys are more secondary characters because their their backstories aren't as intriguing as you know the family 
that had the problems with the suicide. And then later on in the episodes, we we come to find out when they're hallucinating with these drugs that they were on, uh, that they were given by Nicole Kidman. And they and they actually agree to take these drugs later on. Once they find out that they were being drugged, they question her and then they agree to continue taking these drugs. They see visions of the son slash brother uh, in, you know, wherever they are. And, you know, to help them ease their pain, he tells them that it wasn't their fault and, you know, it's okay to move on. And, you know, it was just, you know, it was a sign of the medication that uh, caused him to commit suicide that he was on. Um, So, you know, that kind of clears itself up. And um, I think that was one of the interesting parts of the storyline for me. What about you? So I think, you know, it was, I think what I enjoyed it more was, I think I enjoy all that backstory building. Um, I think a little bit more than you do from a, from a drama perspective, um, because each one of them sort of kind of tells sort of, I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for. It just kind of helps develop sort of the reason why they're at this wellness spot and why certain things um, are happening to them when they hallucinate. And so every episode you kind of learn, um, something a little bit different about them. Right. And there's a, you know, a journalist that's there, um, who's supposed to be sort of undercover taking on, um, trying to write a story about this wellness spot because it's so secretive and because it's invite only, and, you know, you have to be freaking loaded to go there. Um, and so you think the whole time that he's there just to try and get like a really good story, um, and it turns out he's dealing with his own demons. And so each one of them has a different severity of demon, I think, that they're trying to deal with. Um, surprisingly, the couple, the one that's there sort of for marriage counseling, you see the least um, and you kind of hear the least amount from them. Um, and she's an Instagram influencer. Um, and she has like one small thing where she kind of freaks out once they agree to take the drugs and so I'm, I, I still kind of don't really understand their storyline and how it all kind of tied in because they, they didn't do a ton of backstory building with them and not a lot happened to them while they were there. Um, I would say it probably focused most around the family and then sort of Melissa McCartney, uh, McCarthy and we should really look up this guy's name. Poor guy. He deserves Tony. He actually played Tony. His name, is, his, Tony. his name is Bobby Cannavale. There we go. Yeah. Um, and so they both actually have a really, uh, a really interesting bond because they start off kind of hating each other um, and then learn um, sort of through that angsty relationship that they have, they're, they're constantly pushing each other's buttons and, um, you know, they're, they're challenging each other and it, it ends up building into this really great sort of starts off as a friendship and then eventually it evolves um, and they actually have this really kind of unique thing um, because both of them have had sort of crappy relationships in their life. And I think this is maybe where you and I differ because I enjoy that part of these mini series where you get to see that, that build, you get to see the history, sort of contact lens, um, and you get to see sort of all of that character development kind of come to life, which inevitably brings you to the finale, which kind of explains sort of more right and then i don't care about that stuff i just just get on with the story let's go let's find this is where the difference between a mini like i enjoy a mini series versus you enjoying like a two-hour movie that could have covered the entire thing and like i said that's the theme that you'll hear probably all of the ones that we watched um and so i think that's the difference between you and i because i enjoy that slow paced character building and relationship building that they do 
And you do not. No, like, you're don't. like, give me the point, give me the plot, give me the conclusion, and let's move on. Yeah. So. So now we'll, if we'll move on. If you're more like me, you'll probably enjoy it. If you're more like my husband, then you probably won't enjoy it. And right. it's it's not fast moving either, right? Like that's the thing about these miniseries is, you know, it's I think it was eight episodes that we had to get through, and they're meant to be slow because they're trying to tell you stuff and they're trying to build, um, they try to build the story. Because yes, they could have covered it in two hours. I just think it would have lacked some of that pre that character build and that backstory that kind of inevitably gave you the ending. Yeah. So I did look up uh, what one of the characters names and it's played by Regina Hall and her name is Carmel. Um, So she be, she becomes a big part of this storyline as well. Now we start to see flashback. So we see some uh, flashbacks of Nicole Kidman and at the beginning, we notice a scar on Nicole Kidman's chest. We don't know what it was from, but her flashbacks show that she was actually shot um she was attacked in a parking lot and she was shot you don't see who did it uh so basically it's just like a a hooded character um you see kind of like a a white eye kind of a contact lens kind of thing um but you know carmel makes a interesting statement in the show uh which if you go back and you and you watch it again you'll notice she says that she worked on broadway she worked all over the place she did a lot of makeup which I missed. Um, yeah. So we, yeah. we we get to the conclusion, which we'll tell you now. Again, here's spoiler. It ends up I'm being kind of the whole thing. Yeah. It, it ends up being Carmel, who is the shooter. Um, when they show who the shooter was, it was a person dressed up as a man. There was a beard. There was you know a a, a contact lens eye. Um, it was a hooded character, but you could clearly make out that it was a male person that uh, fired the shot off and uh, you know you just figured okay I don't know who that is come to find out that Carmel was a professional at doing the makeup you know she has her one-on-one with Nicole Kidman's character and then puts the contact lens in and you find out that it is Carmel that did it so Carmel ends up shooting Nicole Kidman um, and this is the flashbacks that she's having and she did it because Nicole Kidman had an affair with her husband so they get into this argument kind of or discussion in and, and and here here's the really really weird part of it for me was that Nicole came and invited her knowing that she was the one that shot her she invited her to the wellness spa because she wanted to forgive her and no did she know that she got that she was the one that shot her i think I, she knew that one of them there was her husband like she had paired together the fact that Nicole came in, like Nicole came in, knew she had slept with her husband. And I think that that's why she invited her. The, the fact that she shot her, I don't think came out. Okay. Until- yes. So she finds out that she shoots her in the room there. Um, but then she, you know, she sits down and says, I forgive you. And Regina Hall's character, Carmel says, Oh, okay. Kind of thing. You know, it was like, it, it's water under the bridge now. Right. It wasn't uh, like, it's this big blown up it really fight. Wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> You know, it wasn't a big blown up fight or anything like that. It wasn't an argument. And it was just like, what is that? Like, if if you went to the lengths of going to shoot somebody, you're not going to sit there and be like, OK, uh, you know, she forgives me. It's all over with and we're done. I, I just didn't I didn't understand that whole part. You forget, it. though, Nicole Kidman took the hallucinogens, right? Yes. That she had given the family. So she was high as a freaking kite having the conversation. So, and she knew that 
um, Carmel was obsessed with her, right? You could tell even just through the therapy sessions and some of the exercises. And I almost wonder, although they didn't allude to it, but the behavior kind of, you know, was she bipolar or did she have some like personality dissociation? Um, I don't even know if that's the right term because she was very hot and cold, right? She was either this super bubbly sort of wholesome mom where she was like a raging lunatic essentially right and that's how they played her character where you know she would flip on a dime and just be mad and just want to you know rip somebody's face off and out of nowhere meanwhile two seconds later she was like you know let's let's all be friends kind of thing so yeah she actually really good character um, oh yeah it was an excellent character yeah. so quickly yeah. yeah definitely but so we have to mention uh, i guess the the workers there uh, the the other characters that actually worked on uh, or at the wellness spa you know uh, a couple of them they kind of had like some weird kind of relationship thing going with Nicole Kimmons character where they were everybody dating or sleeping her. yeah everybody was sleeping literally with everyone her. is sleeping with Nicole Kimmons so we move on to the uh, one character who actually decided, hey, you know what? Uh, I can't put up with this anymore. I think her name was Delilah or something like that. Um, decides that this she's been a really go. great review. We don't know anyone's name. Do I know? don't remember the names. I, I, you know, I'm trying to remember the names here, but it's it's it is what it is. Uh, we're just giving you the basis of the story and uh, just telling you what we think of it. But she ends up going to the police. And telling the police about all the illegal activity that's going on there. And again, the ending to me of this story made no sense. The police show up. Uh, Nicole Kidman, of course, uh, before we, I have to mention this, um, her daughter passed away. She got hit by a car uh, while she was riding her bike in a, a snow kind of, I guess, or a wintry kind of setting. Um, I think that the, the car just didn't see the kid coming and, and uh, hit the kid. And I think that's Nicole Kidman. That was her struggle. Um, and then she turned to that whole life of, you know, she was a, um, uh, cheating on like with, uh, well, she wasn't really cheating cause she wasn't married. So, right. uh, the husbands were cheating on their spouses with Nicole Kidman. So, uh, she has a couple of struggles on, uh, herself and she opens up this whole spa just because of Carmel. Um, but all the illegal activity that's been going on. So she's, she's taking the drugs as well. She took the hallucinogen. Um, because she's been taking it this whole time, apparently trying to see if she could contact her daughter or see her daughter or whatever it is. And finally, right. And at the end of the episode that we, we get to see her actually have communication with her daughter, uh, whether, um, that was a real vision. If it was just hallucinogen, we don't know who knows. Um, but she did get to have that kind of closure. But now the, 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 the worker Delilah goes and sees the cops. The cops come to the compound and they take Nicole Kidman away. However, by the end of the episode, you see Nicole Kidman driving away in the Lamborghini of the, the couple that had won the lottery. Um, the cars are gone. She's driving in the Lamborghini. She's with her daughter. She's seeing her daughter, I think, in the Lamborghini as well, mm -hmm. which means she's still hallucinating while she's driving. So I don't even know if that was real, if that was a hallucination. But she somehow manipulated her way out of any crime committed. Well, that's because everybody was like, everybody's like, no, I consented. You know, I gave her permission. She helped heal me. This was a wonderful experience. I'm so better. Like, so all the things that were problems throughout the whole series. People were so grateful for the closure 
and the therapy that it ended up giving them, although crazy on their journey, not, they all backed her up. So the cops had really nothing to go on. Well, what they were doing at the compound was illegal. Even if there was a consent to it, they were still handing out illegal drugs or whatever. Apparently they weren't illegal. So like they're, she, I don't remember some of the names that she spewed off, but apparently it will mimic, like when you take these combinations, it will mimic what like illegal substances take, but they were not illegal drugs. Apparently dosing them without their knowledge would have been illegal, um, but then they all eventually consented. Right. So I think that's how she got away with it. Cause they well, were all, I mean, true medicine not not that i'm stupid but i mean there was there wasn't that explanation there so you would have had to draw that as your own conclusion right that they were they were saying you know yeah this is a good this was a good session that we consented to it and and all this stuff um and then we see that the the couple that had won the lottery took over the wellness spa so it went from not wanting to be there to taking over and running the wellness spa which leaves it open for a season two, uh, if they really wanted to go that way. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't see the need to have a season two. I mean, they told that story. I don't know where you go with it from here. Uh, to me, season one was enough. Uh, I don't think there needs to be a second season, but I also uh, don't think there needs to be a season two. Um, what I will say is if you like those kind of character building type things, like there's a lot that happens in this series that we probably didn't talk about and um, about why people came to the conclusions they came to or how they got there or what it meant or relationships that were built. Um, If you like that kind of genre, then I think you'll enjoy it. I liked it. Uh, It's probably not the best mini series we've ever watched, um, but I liked it. You, on the other hand. I did not. I I would give it a two. Yeah, I would give it a two and a half out of five. Uh, I wasn't uh, overly impressed with it. Again, slow moving. Could have put that into a movie. There's the theme right there. Uh, put that into a two hour movie, hour and a half movie, and it would have been fine. Uh, but again, I, I think a lot of the storyline dragged on and uh, I thought there was a lot of unnecessary stuff in there. And you could have cut a couple of episodes out and it would have still but gave you a question the same story. You, yeah. Do you feel that way about Narcos? No, I don't. No. But why? Because it's the same thing. It's it's, it, it's character be, building. There, it is character it's building. Because of drunk drugs and drunk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it. I think it's different. I think it's so different. anything that has to do with feelings or relationships. You're like, forget it. You right. No. I, I think it's different because I think it's a. It was just too slow for me. I think that was the whole point. Like I think Narcos was is a no more. Action. I think Narcos had more of a fast paced move to it. I think it had more of a, the character build is fine. I have no problem with the character build. Also though, I will say Narcos is based on an actual true story. Yeah. Right. So it's probably a little more interesting. So maybe not a fair comparison, but. I, I don't, like I said, I don't have a problem with the character building. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with the pace of the show. Uh, I, I think that like it wastes a lot of time on a lot of stuff that they Because it was about to. feelings. Yes. And, and I, I don't. <laughs> I don't need to hear about feelings, I, you know, it's, <laughs> that, that's fine. But yeah, um, I, I, I don't recommend, again, I'm on the fence about this, recommending it. It's not a high, <coughs> like a hard recommend for me. Uh, what about you? So this one was a bit of an interesting one with me because I was like, oh, is it three and a half or is it four? I mean, it definitely wasn't a five star. Um, it wasn't, it probably will not be something I would watch again. Um, 
if you like that type of thing, I'd probably recommend it. Um, but yeah, it, I'm, I'm torn three and a half or four. I can't, I can't decide. I'm probably going to get three and a half. Is, is there a reason that it made it to Amazon prime and not to Netflix, which is the bigger kind of outlet, um, where you'll see the bigger shows we have. So each of the streaming services probably has, you know, I can't, I don't know that you can compare the two. Like it, they're, it's just two different streaming services, right? It's two different stories. It's two different streaming services, but at the same time, Netflix has the bigger platform, I think, of uh, streaming right now. Netflix might uh, be true for Canada. I don't know if that's true anywhere else. So now I think Netflix hosts the bigger series. I mean, you have uh, a a lot of the, the bigger series hit Netflix and then the ones that are on Prime aren't as highly advertised, I would say as netflix i could be wrong in the states i don't know in canada uh, we see more netflix reviews or sorry uh, commercials than we do for prime um but i i'm not sure if it hit netflix or prime because netflix passed on it or you know whatever it was did prime say you know what this is a this is one of our movies that we wanted to do and this is who we cast i don't know i don't know the story behind that but um yeah like i said like you give it a three and a half i give it a two and a half wasn't the best series that i've seen uh it was semi watchable but i was not you did not pay attention. No, I didn't. Because there was stuff that got revealed in future episodes, and you're like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? And I was like, okay, well, it was this happened back in episode whatever, and they explained it, and you're like, you're like, I didn't, I didn't catch that. Well, see, I when I lose interest, I tend to lose focus, and then uh, well, this is why I said I'll just carry on without you. Yeah, I kind of drift off. But, binge watch. Hey, it then we can't the do these hours. reviews. Like we can't do these reviews yeah. if uh, if uh, if I stop watching it. So. Yeah. Uh, we're going to wrap this episode up right now. Uh, this was the two reviews that we do. Tune into part two, of course, next week, uh, where we're going to be reviewing four shows. Uh, four. My, my my lovely wife thinks we're only doing three. We're actually going to be doing four. Uh, so um, for four. that's okay. You're, you'll be fully prepared for this. It's uh, no, It's totally no, no. fine. But in the next episode, we're going to review four different shows. Uh, so tune into that episode to find out which what ones? it is. I'm not going to say which ones right now. You'll have to tune into the uh, next. I only wrote down three to find out. Anyway, so don't forget to subscribe to Pod Jerky on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod Jerky. You can find all of our links at linktr.ee forward slash Pod Jerky. As always, stay safe, be kind to each other, and we will see you later. Jerky.